program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome in to another edition of the Tailgate. Pat Dooley, Jeff Cardoso are with you for a Friday. We got a, this will be a full four days of doing radio shows. So excited about that. And we'll be all with you all next week. So I know, uh, I know our phone calls will pick up hopefully, but if they don't, we've got plenty of things to talk about. We have two fairly intelligent people here to talk about things. Got degrees. We both do. Do you know where yours is? I do. I have no idea where mine really? is. Really? It may not be in within the confines of 6211. So. No. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I, I just, it's like my thing about getting a degree was to get the degree. It wasn't about having the degree. It was about getting it. Do you think that you can get a copy if you requested one? If I really wanted one. I could get get one for you? I, I can't imagine where it would come up. But, like, yeah, how would they have I, it? I'm not applying for another job. Would they have it electronically job. or something? Or maybe they just make one up with your name on it if I they can, can prove that up. you actually graduated. I could make one up and say DeVry's College. Yeah, but you wouldn't have the signature of the president and all that stuff. Who was like the that's president? What, I think the Lombardi? president then was... Uh, it may have been uh, J. Wayne Wrights. Or it, it may have been. No, actually, it might have been J. Wayne Wrights. He was the president when Spurrier was in school. Yeah. It could have been. Um, could have been um, William Howard Taft. I think it might have been. Millard Fillmore? Millard Fillmore. <laughs> no, it was a long time ago. But again, I mean, the thing that you want to do is get, and that's what I try to tell my daughter all the time get the degree. It's mm-hmm. not about the piece of paper. It's not about the frame you put it in. It's about having a degree. And it really changes your life. It makes things easier going through life, especially if you have a degree from the University of Florida. Yes, it is a, uh, a good thing and certainly happy to have it. Always happy to have all of you, too. 392-8255. Happy to have Zach back. First time we get to see his ugly mug here in 2023. So Hey, speak for yourself. Oh. We are. We are. You're the one with the burr haircut. Right. Oh, yeah. I got to hype up Randy today. Randy's Haircuts for uh, Men. I could have cut that that one there. I, I went with the... Uh, you went low cut. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, 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 is this your winter cut? Yeah. The holidays are over. I don't it's supposed have to, to be the opposite. Yeah, but I don't have to take pictures anymore. So you just like get it easy to maintain. You mean people don't stop you it's on the, the street? Some do, actually. <laughs> it's, the, um, it's the Billy Napier haircut. No, 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 no. You didn't go that far. I wonder what Billy does. Do you think he's got like one of those like yeah. flobies and just goes? Yeah, it's just like a one that he just yeah. does it the same the whole time. Do you think he's, he has his wife do it every day or do you think he's so busy he doesn't have time? Yeah, probably he doesn't. But no, if, uh, if you want to look good I feel like, a like me once a month, 
go to Randy's haircut for men. You usually you've been do. cutting my hair for yeah. twenty years. You usually uh, considering your face, you look good when you get a haircut. From yeah, it's, uh, it works out good. But think about that: twenty damn years, same guy's been cutting my hair. I I I, I have cheated on him though a few times. I had to cheat on him in Omaha one year, and I actually felt really bad. It was one of those where this we're there. Is a Seinfeld episode, probably, <laughs> but we're there for like you know three weeks. Is one of those years we oh, yeah. we were there forever, and I just I had to go one of like the sports clips. I'm like, dude, like I I didn't get it cut. I didn't think we'd be out here this long, and it's getting bad. So well, I'm, your version of bad minor, yes, totally completely different. different. Yeah. You get uh, it cut three times a year. Eh, that's a that's a short year if I get it three. I sometimes it's only two, but I'm not loyal to anybody. I I usually go to great clips or somebody like that and just whoever whoever actually has a short way is where i go i go ah, i could i need, probably need to get a cut i think a lot of it goes back to and i don't know what it was like when you were a kid for for your dad and your mom but especially your dad for my dad we had buzz cuts till i was, was it. in high school yeah and even in high school i could only grow it out a certain amount and so when i got into college i was like down you're a my, hippie yeah i was totally down to my shoulders and and Did I'd, you wear bell bottoms? Uh, I might have. I don't remember wearing them. I I think there's a picture of me and my brother Jamie uh, on the field because this is back in the day when the spring game after the game was over, you could come down the field and get pictures taken with all the players. Yeah, I mean it was like this was the good old days, you know. Well, I remember when it was turf. They would allow you to do that yeah. after games. We would go down there for homecoming and have little kid pictures. So like there's a that. picture of me and Jamie, and I think it was with Mike Williams, who was a great player at Florida. Um, offensive lineman, really good player. I mean, I think he, he played for a while in the NFL. Um, and I think I had bell bottoms on that day. Bell bottom, but it, it feels like they were bell bottom jeans. Okay. And like one of those. Uh, polyester gator shirt orange gator shirts with the the old school gator logo on it you know the uf with the crossed the crossed uf yeah it wasn't a good look for me neither one of those things but the hair was long man the hair was coming out <laughs> it was going forever i mean i back in then those days i'd probably get it cut once a year well in yeah. college and then saint uh fort lauderdale probably twice Two or three times a year. Yeah, I can't get more than three weeks. I I like long hair. I just my problem is when I when I grow it long, it gets unwieldy. Okay, you don't have that problem. No, definitely don't have that problem. And you, uh, you right, actually right now you have you don't have the Napier, you have the Maris. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah you you do. Yeah, I like it. We need to get Roger on the Roger Junior on the show because he has been really going hard on Twitter about. Making sure people don't forget what his dad did and how he should be in the Hall of Fame, and which I happen to agree with, and uh, obviously love the family. But we want to get him on and talk about it a little bit. Yeah, sounds good to me. And speaking of Hall of Fame, Fred Taylor's name was not on was the not. finalist again. And I, now that's been a, a big deal. I don't know how you feel about it, but I know you weren't a Jags fan back then. You always talked about how you didn't really like the Jaguars and all that Still stuff. Don't. Yeah, but. Jaguars. Jaguars. He was like he was he he and Mark Brunel were like the franchise. Like he he I think in my mind, if they're gonna put Baselli in, 
I don't see how Fred Taylor's not. When you look at all the right. career numbers and everything else that over he's... Over 10,000 yards, it's only 17 guys that have yeah. ever done that. I, I, I think he should be in. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think he's done now. I think that because there are so many good players Coming getting up. eligible and yeah. getting eligible. For some reason, they don't like him. They didn't like Youngblood forever. They wouldn't count his stack totals because they weren't official t- uh, totals. Finally, there enough people said, hey, this is ridiculous. Jack Youngblood should be in the Hall of Fame. Which gets him into the Ring of Honor. I will say this, and this is going to piss off a lot of people. Okay? Okay. I'm just going to say it. If if Fred Taylor did get into the Hall of Fame, he still should not be in the Florida Ring of Honor. He was not that great a player at Florida. He was a really good player who had a really good senior year when they couldn't throw the ball, so they had to run had it. Had to give it to him. But he wasn't even the best running back for three years at Florida. I mean, he, he would go up and down and up and down. It would be, you know, Terry Jackson, Eli Williams. I mean, it was running back by committee. I don't think that makes him uh, ring of ring honor of worthy. worthy. There's guys I think should go in before him. I'm not saying he should never go in the ring of honor, but that would make qualify him, and there would be only him and Urban that were qualified. Correct. Is And they both have some baggage. Is he then just UF Hall of Fame worthy? Oh, yeah. Okay, but if you're going to say that, and he had just isn't one, he in the UF Hall of Fame? Yeah, okay. but if he's going to, you're, you're going to say that, and he had just one good year, then isn't Travis McGriff UF Hall of Fame worthy? Absolutely, I think it's a travesty. He's not in there, and it's not even ever close. I don't, I which don't is get that. I somewhat think, strange. I think if he was six four and um, you know a guy that you was really athletic or something, you know, I think people would look at it differently. I think a lot of people look at it and they go. That little guy, yeah. Well, he had one good year. No, he he played. It was it wasn't one good year. It was the greatest receiving year in the history, in the of, the history of the program. Yeah. So that's what. It, and they didn't have other receivers, so they had to go to him, and he kept making yeah. big plays. No, I I totally agree with you. I I got a call, and I'm not going to even say who was. I'll tell you off the air. I got a call from somebody who's on the selection committee. Not your good friend, mm-hmm. but another friend of mine. And he said, hey, I wanted to ask you about this person. And I said, you know what? Um, yeah, but no. Yeah, I, I can get an argument for him, but you've got way more important people to put in, okay? And then he asked me about, what, what do you think about Lee Humphrey? I go, why is he not in already? <laughs> Lee Humphrey should be one of the first people you would ever vote on he is the all-time NCAA leader in three-point shots made. All time. Of yeah. all time. Yeah. Uh, all time. All teams. <laughs> and it won Florida. It, it was a major factor in Florida winning two national championships. Everyone wants to talk about Noah and Horford, and they were great. Corey Brewer, we love him. Torian on the staff, we love them all. But Lee Humphrey was a huge part of that. Not in, though. Well, and, and I think that's where part of that is. You were on this committee. Why didn't you get that done? Well, I wasn't when it was <laughs> when the opportunity was now. Yeah, now I'm not on the committee. I just emcee the event. So, well, maybe you can maybe you can make a statement at the next event. Just, you can just put a fist up in the air and go, free Lee Humphrey. Yeah. But, and it's interesting you say that because when Joe Kim and Al and Corey got in they all got in on the same class but they chose not to come because Torian wasn't there 
So it wasn't really even a thought, though, about Lee. It was more about Torian. But if you, I don't know, how, if you think about the impact of both of those guys, would you say that Lee had more of an impact than Torian on those teams? I would say in the postseason he did. Yeah. I would say that uh, for the uh, entire two seasons, I think Torian had probably a little more. Uh, Humphrey was just daggers in the in the in the postseason and i've told you this story before i think it's hilarious story that uh i in his freshman year he had a big game and i i went to billy i go billy what did you see in this kid i i certainly didn't he goes look you saw this kid um when you saw this kid play and you saw him like in his underwear you saw this incredible base Mm -hmm. of a of a of a athlete that you didn't see when he was just walking around hey how you doing like he is now with his beard but he he was an athlete that people didn't and i remember greg doyle came to me at the 06 national championship final four and he said man i and greg had worked in obviously here he worked actually for the gainesville sun with uh as a stringer and i'd known him forever and he said uh hey um Man, I'm catching hell from Gator fans. I go, why? He said, well, I wrote that, you know, Lee Humphrey's a defensive liability, and apparently I'm way off on that. <laughs> and I said, dude, you are way off on that. Believe me, they've got there is no defensive liability on this team. That's why they're so good. And yeah. he's one of the better defenders. I mean, he he knows how to play defense. So I remember doing the PA early on in the season when nobody knew who Lee Humphrey was, and you know, they're so early. So I'm watching warm-ups, and it's like this just random white dude who looked like a student manager. Yeah. And he just kept hitting shot after shot after shot. And I'm like, who is this kid? And then obviously he started playing more and then getting into it. I was like, but and it wasn't just that I'll, he was making a bunch of threes. He was playing good yeah, basketball. But, and I'll, but I'll just never forget that. Like I remember watching, and, and there's not another person – in all the times that I've done games and been there early and watched that I've ever said, holy sh... Like, like I doesn't miss. Like, it, it was just yeah. insane to sit there and watch them. And I mean, just... And then, because now you watch the team and uh, you watch warm-ups and, like, they they just don't do that. And no. and it's... There's not even defenders on them and, and they're not making shots. I don't know why they think they're going to eventually so, and make it in a game when they can't make it when there's nobody even guarding them so it's it's really interesting how you see some of that stuff but i i think there there's certain people that you watch and i think that's what's cool about what we get to do and, and have those opportunities you can just you can just look at somebody sometimes and say well that guy's got it or that it's different with that guy i, I he, watched the he way was guys one that i'll never forget the way guys shoot in warm-ups i watched and for the other team especially yeah i watched to see how they're shooting some guys just have it have the stroke and you go that's gonna be a problem they better be all over him they better yeah. you know double team him when they can but the greatest story lee Humphrey's story ever is the one tay to pay told yeah it was great on our show and for those of you who didn't hear uh i can't remember the number because i've tried to retell the story but yeah so teddy walks in lee's shooting it was actually in the o-dome right mm-hmm and he goes, hey, you're the big, new, new, great shot here. He goes, let's go. Let's go three-pointers. And what was it like? They shot 50, and it was 49-47 to Dupay one. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, I don't think I could get the ball to the rim 50 times from three-point land anymore. You made 49 of them? 
What is wrong with you? Pretty damn good. All right. Well, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, and we uh, want to hear from you. So let's do it. 392-8255. We'll finish the week strong. Lots to talk about. Certainly uh, NFL stuff. Big game for the Jags tomorrow since we mentioned them. We can talk a little bit about them. Give them a little love. See if they can sneak their way into the playoffs. I'm going to have to get with Jameel and get a Trevor Lawrence rookie card because it's like – it's probably a big deal now. Yeah, it's kind of one Since of the Since I didn't get a Joe Burrow a couple of years ago, it's like funny, an idiot. The last year, they uh, the Jaguars actually sent us a football signed by him, and that went for a lot of money for the golf tournament. So mm-hmm. I, I have to wait, though. Usually I wouldn't have to wait. By now I could go, go ahead, what, c- make a request. You know, you're 4-9, you're know, whatever. You know? Yeah. But um, what, a, what a run they've made. It's been fun to watch. Certainly has. All right, we'll get a break and open up those phone lines for you. Come join us here on the tailgate. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself hey gator nation it's jameel here from the mealy pop shop gainesville's home for all things sports cards collectibles memorabilia autographs pokemon funko pop comics coins and more just wanted to share with you information about our new website mealypops.com well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection of over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. 
Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Right, you didn't really respond to what I said about Fred Taylor. As a, somebody who was on the committee at one point, how, yeah. how many years were you on the committee? For like Five or six. Five or six. But you were never on the Ring of Honor committee, right? No, there isn't one of those. I, I, that's my question. Is, is, is it only about... It's just the criteria that got established, and that's it. And who set the criteria? Foley. Foley, and I guess other people. Yeah. You know. And I got on him when he when he did it. I first of all, I, I should have gotten credit for the Ring of Honor because I it was my idea. Yeah. But um. But there there is a good example. I think Fred Taylor would be the best example of that. Like, there's no way Fred Taylor should be in the Ring of Honor ahead of Lomas Brown. Agreed. But he he would if he got into the Hall of Fame, he would qualify. He would, yeah, so then they would, and, he and, would get put in. And we all agree he deserves to be in the in the UF NFL Hall of Fame. And the NFL. And Hall the of NFL, Fame. sure. And that would qualify him. But that shouldn't be I, I just don't think it should have anything to do. It it was created to get Emmett in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you don't get Emmett or Jack Youngblood in. Mm-hmm. But Jack Youngblood, as great a player as he was, certainly a great NFL player. Uh, he once played in a game they lost 63-14 on homecoming, okay? Emmett was 20-14 and 14 at Florida. That was his career record. 20-14. and 14. Yeah. Is that good? No. no. All right, so that's your – he's not the all-time leading rusher. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in. I'm but, just saying. Yeah, not the ring of honor ahead of a bunch of other people. No. All right, so then that's the question to all of you out there listening. 392-8255. Not only Fred Taylor, but is... Because it, it makes me think now, is there a Gator out there that was just okay during his career, but then when he got to the next level, whether it be the major leagues, the NFL, the NBA, that inevitably became a much better player than he was in college? Like, who who's out there that would fit that criteria that was an absolute stud once they got to the next level that was just okay here at Florida. Are you going to put your catcher on there, Mark Kolozowski? Kolzvari? Kolzvari, whatever I mean, he is. could be on there, I guess. He made the big leagues. and He hardly played here. Yeah, hardly hardly played at all. But, I mean, I wouldn't... Made the big leagues, made the Olympic team. I know. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that. I would say, like, what Fred Taylor was, almost Hall of Fame-worthy type career certainly worth in the argument to get in the hall of fame yeah. I, I, he was a semi-finalist yeah i think he should get in but i looked through the list of guys that the 17 finalists that got in and i couldn't there was not one guy I went no yeah way. he doesn't deserve to oh no 
Yeah, they all well, like Jared Allen had these ridiculous stats when he mm-hmm. was playing, and now there's a big run on wide receivers because now uh, wide receivers that are eligible have better stats because the game has changed, and it's only going to get worse in that regard. Now I'm not saying worse; it's only going to change in that regard. Wide receivers and quarterbacks, quarterbacks are always going to get in. But wide receivers into the NFL Hall of Fame, it's going to be a big run on them because so many of them are putting up ridiculous stats, you know. So, I but I look, my point, the, the only point I'm trying to make is that Fred Taylor, I think, deserves to be in the NFL Hall of Fame, but that shouldn't qualify him to get in the Florida Hall of Fame. Agree. Florida Ring of Honor. I should. Is, is Al Horford a NBA Hall of Famer? I don't know. I don't well, – there, is there an NBA Hall of Fame? Because it's the foot basketball Hall of Fame, and everybody goes into it. Yeah. And, and a NBA, college, foreign, women, uh, people who play on the streets, everybody gets is eligible for that. And sometimes you sit there and you go, well, the, well the, this year in the Hall of Fame uh, is Jim Beheim, some guy from Portugal, you know, some somebody who played uh, women's basketball before there was N- WNBA, and you're just like, I, 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 it's hard to get excited about it. So I don't know. Is there? There's not really an NBA Hall of Fame, right? It's just a college, or it's just a basketball Hall of Fame. And I think it's in Springfield, home of the Simpsons. Well, but no, because there is a. I mean, it's called the Basketball Hall of Fame, so I, I think it's different. Like. I think it is NBA. No, there isn't. I don't think Zach looked that up. I don't think there's an NBA Hall of Fame. I think there's a hall, a basketball. Seth would hall know. Of Seth fame. lives up in that part of the country. Basketball Hall of Fame, and everybody gets in from every walk of life. In fact, there there have been there they've been some talk about my career at um, at um, St. John's River Community College. When I, I was one of the best, the best uh, pickup game players that ever played, so they've talked about getting me in, but not so far it hadn't happened. Has not happened. So that's, I mean, that's. But if you're asking me if Al Horford worth getting into the basketball Hall of Fame, yes, because of what he did in college and and what he did in the N- NBA, still playing. You know, I mean, he got won two national championships, and to be honest with you. Kind of the heart and soul of that team when you really, really think about it. He's the guy you could go to when you had to score both those years. Yeah, agreed. When you had to have a basket, he was the guy to go to. I mean, it's always hard to separate those five guys and say, well, this was – I like – I was trying to rank the all-time college basketball players at Florida – way back, I can't remember what year it was, and I was like, how do I how do I differentiate between Horford, Noah, Brewer, Green, Humphrey. F- Humphrey. How do I differentiate? Who who was the be- best player? Well, I think it's Horford, but I could you can make an argument it's Noah. Corey Brewer was ridiculous. I mean, he he was 6-9 playing defense on on small forwards and destroying them. Uh, we know what we just talked about. What Lee Humphrey did, and Torian Green was a band leader. Yeah, he was literally Glenn Dorsey. You know, he's out there making him do everything. So, to me, it was just five guys. And sometimes, especially Chris when Richard. you had Chris Richard, you know, yeah, 
and no, you know, it's that's fascinating. There's a lot of interesting things, but it. I, I'm just as you're talking, I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain a little bit. Is there then? Is there another Gator that's NFL Hall of Fame worthy in football? Lomas is the only one. I, he's obviously not going to make it. Yeah, not at this point. No. But like, there hasn't been really anybody. Lomas should. Lomas was isn't going to make it because he played on bad teams. Yeah, and he was a great player on a bad team. But as good as all those then Gator teams were, and he won a couple of national titles, like nobody then turned into this huge superstar no. in the NFL. You know, Dunlap, but it, and Gator Dunlap's baseball's been, been that way. Yeah. Like there hasn't ever been a guy that's just gotten this ginormous Who from contract. Florida is in the Hall of Fame, baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, I think Haywood Sullivan is, is, but I think it's you know obviously not for playing. But yeah, nobody even of the the modern era has turned into. But even of the getting a huge era. contract. Who who is in? I don't think, I think there is. Yeah. And actually, Youngblood was the first Gator, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just Youngblood and Emmett. Think about the success Florida's had, and they've got two guys two in players. because it hadn't worked out at the next level. It's hard. Have you ever been there for the Canton? No. It's pretty cool. It's ho- always hot and sweaty. and But it, I was there for Zonka. I was there for Leroy Selman. I was there for Youngblood. I was not there for Emmett. For some reason, they didn't send me. Jerk. I did. I was able to hear Emmett, though, not include the University of Florida in his acceptance speech. Yep. He's not a gator. But he's there on the sidelines for big games. Yeah, because he wants to be seen. I know. That's the point. All right, let's get a break. We'll uh, come back. If you want to call, you can. 392-8255. You're listening to the tailgate from the heart of campus and the college of journalism and communications on stadium road espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf well everybody knows that meldon law is the only official injury law firm partner of the florida gators however since we opened our doors in 1971 we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our meldon law scholar athlete program as well as our veterans making a difference initiative meldon law has offices in gainesville ocala and lake city meldonlaw.com where we won't back down Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC 043073. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch 
lunch breaks in between the many jobs. From game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook, we're here to help. Whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game, we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete. So check them out online at adamsribco.com, but be prepared to drool when you see the menu, or better yet, stop by their dining location on 13th Street or the place that Northwest Gainesville has fallen in love with, the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd, right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Clear skies will persist this evening into the overnight. That, coupled with light winds from the north and low humidity, will help temperatures to drop off. Lows tomorrow morning in the mid to upper 30s. Tomorrow afternoon, lots of sunshine, a little bit warmer than today. We should get near the 70-degree mark. Lows in the low 40s for our Sunday morning. By Sunday afternoon, we should get back into the 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> But the NFL and YouTube are now partners here. You're just, you know, the, the traditional media is not going to play a role moving forward. No, we're seeing that. But just different places with, you know, a lot more money and needing that uh, content there. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, back at it. Dools and Dozo here with you. 392-8255 is the number to our Titan MRI hotline. If you want to be a part of it, you are more than uh, welcome to. The uh, the NFL is thinking about possible plans. We talked a little bit about some of them yesterday, but it looks like the owners have approved a plan that would uh, leave the possibility of a neutral site AFC championship game and determine home field advantage for the wild card game, which Cincinnati would be in against Baltimore by just a coin flip because of uh, obviously that game not being played. But more importantly, what has uh, happened with the situation is much better. And Yeah. And I think that's why they're able to finally kind of discuss and, and resolve this problem, even though nobody's going to be happy with what they do, is that the, uh, the situation with Hamlin has just gotten so much better. He's FaceTime with his teammates and – Boy, it just it 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 is so much like what happened with uh, Keontae. It is just incredible. Um, you know, one night you're going home thinking he's gonna not gonna live through the night. Next thing you know, he's talking to people. So, got to give credit to the people that saved his life. That's the main thing. All the first responders, all the people, all the people at the hospital. Um, same with Keontae. Same kind of deal happened. And and I was thinking about this. Think about if 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 Mike Leach 
had had a heart attack on the sideline during yeah, a game, he'd probably safe. still be with us. Sure. But instead, he was he had gone out to his couch because he couldn't sleep, didn't want to bother his wife, went out there, and, of course, had yeah, a nobody's heart attack. There nobody's there to help him. Yeah. Fifteen minutes go by, and, he, and they can't save him. So it, it's a lot about timing in life, that's that's for sure. Certainly is. All right, let's get uh, back to the phones, get Rod to join us next. Hey, Rod, what's up? Welcome. Hey, how y'all doing today? Doing great. I was just, call, I was just calling uh, to chime in about the Hall of Fame discussion you all were having. Yeah. And yeah. I was thinking uh, two players in particular, one may not be Hall of Fame worthy, but what about um, Wilbur Marshall? Whether yeah, you know, like I a, always either I, one or two time defensive player of the year in the NFL. Yeah, I always thought he was worthy, and it never felt like he got any support. Ne- never any yeah. even close. And I, I, I yeah. thought he was. I mean, he was great for two different teams, um, for the Bears and the and the Skins. So I don't, I don't understand that myself. But yeah, and another player I was thinking about when you said. Um, from the championship teams that we've had at the Gators, I don't know if his pro career warrants him being in the Hall of Fame, but he's close. And I was thinking Joe Hayden. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, it's hard to get in as a DB unless you've got big numbers. He, he how many, He's got a bunch of interceptions, but not a tremendous amount. Yeah, and I, I think what 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 the committee will tell you they're looking for who was a dominant player at his position. While he was playing, uh-huh. and I don't think he was. Yeah, yeah that 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 was the one that I said may not be Hall of Fame worthy, but yeah. but yeah, but it is one. But Rod, you bring up a good point. I think that's what's what's so interesting about all this. That is one of the bigger names, and it's still not even close to probably being Hall of Fame worthy in, in the NFL. So it just, I think Which, it was just a group that. There was a lot of really good college yeah. players that played really well, hard and did their Carlos thing. Carlos Dunlap's and, still playing, you know, and, he, yeah. and, and he's going to end up with a ton of sacks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one last thing, and I don't know, he probably won't ever get in the Hall of Fame, but y'all did make mention of players that didn't have a necessarily a great career at Florida but had a substantial career in the NFL. Yeah. I was thinking that more. Yeah, you know, he had the one year where he was unbelievable, uh, this junior year, and then he got hurt his senior year. Um, Juco guy came in. Uh, but he um, certainly had a great NFL career. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a really yeah. good one, Rod. But, they, they, again, yeah. there's a lot of guys that I would at least consider for the Ring of Honor that there's no vote on it. There's no real consideration. Right. So, right. I don't know if Nat okay, Moore would uh, get on there, you know, but, but you yeah. know. Isn't that more in the U.F. Hall of Fame? I don't know. Thank you, Rod. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Oh, he should be. I I mean, that one year was unbelievable. I mean, I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never seen a player like him making guys. Literally jock straps were being flying through the end of the stands because they were he, – he was running so – he was making moves that nobody had ever seen before. And then – that was a kind of the where the '73 team went down the hill. The next year, when he got hurt very early in the season, and uh, finally they made a change to put uh, Jimmy Debose and and Vince Kendrick in the same backfield, and they won all those games in November and ended up going to a bowl game. So, and then losing to Ron Zook. 
Nathaniel Moore is in the Hall of Fame. Nathaniel? Yes, as Nathaniel you know what Moore. Is, you know uh, the first game he ever played, you know what it said his name was? What? In the, in the program? Nate Moore. Did it really? <laughs> I'll never forget that. Nate Moore. And we go, who the hell is Nate Moore? First of all, we didn't know who Nat Moore was, let alone Nate Moore. Turned out it was Nat Moore. <laughs> it, it's interesting how they put all these in here. Like, it's Richard R. Nateel. Rocket. Yeah. Sure. So there's... Uh, I'm glad he's in there. Uh, because he certainly was deserving. And again, he's another guy. And there's a... I'm not saying Kerwin and Ricky Nateel and, um, you know, Tim Park, the late Tim Park, Godfrey Miles, uh Trey Everett. Any, I'm not saying any of these guys deserve to be in the Ring of Honor, but they all at least be considered. There should be somebody sitting around talking about it. Up there should. My opinion. All right, let's get uh, Jonesy to talk. Jonesy, what's up? Welcome. First, I would like to wish you a Happy New Year. You too. There's a three-day limit on Happy New Year. You can't do it after day three, according to Larry David. So. Well, you only you only let me come on every now and then. So. Hey, we fair enough. We had a day Wednesday where there were three callers. You had all day to come on. Oh well, I, I missed that day. I had to work. I'm just getting off now, and I figured I'd call you guys because there's several things on my mind. Remember the uh, the Marx Brothers uh, with Miami with Dan Marino. Yeah, I remember them guys. Clayton and, and Duper. Yeah. And they was the one who stopped uh, Chicago from going undefeated. Remember that? Yep. On Monday Night Football, that was that was awesome. That was awesome. If, if you look at uh, all three teams from Florida when they were doing in their heydays, how many are, are in the Hall of Fame? There were some great players from Miami, Florida, and Florida State that's not in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, well I mean everybody could say that. I mean they're. It's a very restricted uh, group when you consider every year you have 32 times, what, 80 players who actually play in games? Because it's not like it's just 53. I mean, everybody people get hurt. So let's say 70. So 32 times 70 every year for all these years. I mean, it's a lot of football players, and they, it's very restrictive. But at least I, – I don't mind it being restrictive and – inclusive at the same time, which I think it is. I don't think it is in uh, at, with the Ring of Honor. Right, and if you think about it, a lot of the guys that's in the Hall of Fame, they didn't have a great career, but they did. They had a great moment. Just think about Bradshaw. He wasn't that great of a quarterback to me, but he was on a four-winning Super Bowl team. Then Swan had those big catches in the biggest games. Yeah, and he won championships and the consistency of it. And longevity usually gets you into stuff like that. And, I mean, look at even now the Baseball Hall of Fame, guy like Harold Baines or something. You would never consider him potentially a superstar, but if he does it for 20 years and puts up the numbers, and that's why you know you get there sometimes. Yeah, and I remember, uh, I think it was uh, Wilbur Marshall who started the about uh, free agency, and the NFL wasn't. I think he was the first one that held out about free agency. And the NFL, will, hey, they, and I think they still do got something against him concerning that. 
Maybe Do I don't. I, I don't know. The only guy I remember was Andy Messersmith started in baseball, but I don't know who started in football. I think Wilbur had something to do with that when he wanted to go to the Redskins. Wilbur is a different cat. Let me tell you, I've I've <laughs> I've been around him, and he is uh, he is very has very uh, much convictions in his beliefs. Believe me. Yes, he does. All right, guys, and I, I call you back. I want next time I talk with you about the NIL, the transfer portal. Sounds good. Recruit. All right. All right, guys. Thanks, Jonesy. Appreciate you. Let's snag uh, RJ next. Hey, RJ. Hey, fellas, how are you today? Wonderful. You too. I seek your permission to be the old guy. Okay. Uh, and, and, I, and I hate feeling like the old guy because um, now I know when I was in school in the 80s and these old guys would come and talk to me about the 50s and 60s, <laughs> I think I now under, understand them better. Uh, I heard Pat mentioning a couple of names, uh, and I... It's interesting on Twitter. I'll I'll tell the younger Gators here: go on YouTube and watch the Kerwin comeback. Uh, watch a game from '84, '85. Watch Kerwin throw the ball down the field. Uh, watch Ricky McKeel, probably one of the best wide receivers we've ever had. Who, um, I, you know, I kind of get the feeling the university just sort of dances around the '80s, like oh, those those were those. Oh yeah, yeah, that we had the '80s. We had first-round draft picks all over the place, and when you, I don't know if these are guys who should be considered for the Ring of Honor. Either, yeah, but, but you also had uh, NCAA probation, so I mean that—that's why I think the university, especially when Jeremy was the athletic director, kind of pushed that that group away. Uh, I've always thought well, they should—they should, they should be. Back. Well, that's what I think. I think that '84 team did what it did on the field. I think that '85 team. If if uh, you know they went nine one one, but they weren't eligible for anything, um, I, I think they should all be uh, welcome back. But um, you know, I but you're right about stopped. Kerwin. I mean, I again with Kerwin, a, a little bit of it is his senior year. They were terrible, and because yeah, probation had finally affected him, <laughs> and and he didn't he didn't have a good senior year. Still got drafted by the right. Dolphins. Yeah, and we had what we were limited to what like sixteen scholarships or something like that. Um, but you know, those, those guys deserve uh, the guys who were there even after the probation years. Jerry Odom, um, guys like that who were playing. You know, I see these guys now, and they're you know we're switching out defenses for situations. Those guys just stayed on the field, and I realize offenses weren't as complex back then. Keith Williams, there's another one. Rondi Weston, um, Scott Armstrong, for crying out loud. I mean, these. I, I've tweeted at Strickland before, and I've said, Scott, time to bring Galen Hall back for a round of applause for keeping Florida football afloat. Um, and uh, I realized he had that stupid little thing at the end, which is totally ridiculous. But um, I think they ought to honor – teams from the 80s on the field um, and you know you guys can get to the AD better than I can on a tweet um, someone needs to ask you know isn't it time we uh, we honor those guys and Coach Spurrier said it when he came he, he said you know if, if it wasn't for Coach Bell we wouldn't have anything going on here and I'm not saying we honor Charlie Pell I get that I don't Jim think Hall I don't think I don't think Steve Spurs ever said that Steve Spurrier hated Charlie Pell 
Charlie Pell fired Steve Spurrier. Yeah. But he does he does appreciate Galen Hall and the players that he brought and, in. And, and RJ, so 84, if you did that, then what, 2024 would be 40 years. So maybe that's the year to do it. So yeah. not next year, but the year after you say, hey, it's been 40 years. This is technically the first SEC championship. Yeah, give those guys a little little love. Because you know be they're awesome. going to do something for the 94 Sure. On the SEC. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's another national championship trophy in, in the trophy case that people don't know about. The New York Times. Yeah. Was it 84 or 85? I can't remember. It was 84. It might have been 85. I don't know, but I nobody knows where it is. I, yeah. I, I, one time I went on a, in a search <laughs> for the 84 SEC championship trophy because it's still in Gainesville somewhere, mm-hmm. and nobody will acknowledge where it is. There's some kind of it's closet up there. There's a closet that has a bunch of stuff in it, and I think it's like the like the Holy Grail. It's sitting it's up like there. It's like the, uh, the president's book in National <laughs> Treasure. Yeah, with a light flashing on it, you yeah. know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if, if you guys, I'm a, I may actually write uh, Scott Strickland and just tell him, hey, look, you know, uh, there, there were some great players who kept this program afloat, some great coaches who kept this program afloat, kept us from turning into – you know, a, a total bottom dweller. And, of course, of course, you know, Coach Spurrier says he walked in and he had, at least on defense, he had a ton of players to work with. And Coach Hall. He had got a lot of good players on offense. Early. He had an entire offensive line. He had um, uh, yeah. good good receivers. He had good, great running back in Eric Rett. What he had to do was find a quarterback. He did. And he yeah. did. Yeah, David right. Williams, Jeff Zimmerman. I mean, all those guys. I think Zimmerman, well, Zimmerman was gone by then. But anyway, thanks for letting me be the old guy. Here's hoping those guys from the 80s get a little love. Sounds uh, good. Thank you, RJ. Good stuff. And Jarvis and John John L. are both in the Hall of Fame. They are. So is Kerwin Bell. And Lewis Oliver. I could make a I could make an argument for Kerwin to get in the Ring of Honor. I don't know that I would win the argument. I don't know that I would. it would be a great argument, but there is an argument there. And that's all I want is a dialogue for some of these guys. Yeah. Lewis Oliver is in, too. In the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So there's good representation from those groups in the UF Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably not enough. And, and now they got no chance. Yeah, now they're done. All right, we got to uh, be done for just a few minutes, but we'll come back and uh, keep the conversation rolling. You're listening to The Tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. 
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse, because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. Sunday. Let's go! With the NFC South crown secure. Back-to-back South Division champions for the first time in franchise history. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers head north to Atlanta to face down the Falcons in the regular season finale. Catch the call live. Pre-game at noon, kickoff at 1. Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. How about them Buccaneers? We are ESPN 98 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Poof, there it is with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Florida Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 8.50 a.m. WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to the tailgate. We're powered by Gatorland Toyota and we are taking lots of calls. Let's get right back to it with John. Hey, John, welcome. Johnny. Johnny. John, you're treating John. Jeff like this network is treating him right now. Yeah. John, you there? Hello? I can hear. A, He's trying. I think it's like, remember in signs when you hear that little kind of noise coming through the baby's talker? Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, John, I'm going to put you on hold, and that means an opportunity for Steve to chat. Hey, Steve, what's up? Hey, nothing much, guys. Y'all are reminiscent today. I don't know what his stats are, but back in the 70s, you had a uh, running back here that was trying to tackle him was like trying to tackle a fire hydrant. Willie Wilder. Yeah, he was very fast, too. But he didn't, yes, he he, he didn't put up any stats to... To, to be worthy. Yeah, to be worthy of anything, to be honest with you. I'm not a I'm not a gator trivia. Are you just saying that because you tackled him in high school and you're trying to give yourself more love, Steve? Yeah, I tackled him a couple of times. <laughs> well, you said he wasn't a t- you, nobody could tackle him. That's Clearly why he did he, it, so he was trying to hype him up. Yeah, he made me look bad. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I want to ask you a question about the NFL. Okay. We got about 10 teams in the NFL that are 8-8 eight eight struggling to make the playoffs. 
back in the 70s, they said we were going to have parity. Is <laughs> I guess this is parity. Is that – and you don't have to do anything to make the playoffs except win half your games now. Well, it depends on what division you're in. You know, and that's why I think when the college football's next revolution, which will probably be going to like four super conferences or three super conferences, they still need to have divisions because it makes it more interesting. Right now, do you think the Buck anybody in Tampa Bay would care if they were in the uh, if they were in the AFC East? You know, or I mean. Wherever they would, I mean, they couldn't win the division. They're in the only conference they could win the division. Yeah, or that, or the AFC. But you're playing your division most. So if you're beating those guys and you win it, then it's worthy. Yeah, I don't don't have a problem with it because it's still not even half the teams in the conference that are making the playoffs. You got seven making it, and there's what? There's sixteen on each side. So yeah, I thought that would have been one of the good solutions was just to let more teams into the playoffs this year. Just one extra on that one side. One extra, yeah. But no, I, I see. I don't have a problem with it. But I just, you know, obviously there is a lot of eight and eights and seven and nines teams like that. But I mean, everybody's just be, like everybody's good. Like the NFL. I mean, think about how good college players are, and then who can make the the NFL? It's it's, it's pretty crazy. And I mean, I think about that a lot with Major League Baseball because I see guys here and you think they're pretty legit and they can't even sniff like double A. And on, on the baseball field. So I just think everybody's really, really good. And obviously some teams are a little more elite sometimes and, and have better years. But I still think an 8-8 eight and eight team can go beat a 11-4 and four team in the playoffs. Well, well, look what the Bucks did to win the whole thing. Yeah. No, they no, went on that run. They yeah. went on the road for all their games. That's yeah, one well, reason I don't really worry about home and road, I mean, that much. All right, okay. hey Steve, we got to hit the uh, the top of the hour. Thanks for the phone call, and with that, we will take another break. More of your phone calls next on our Titan MRI Hotline. You're listening to the Tailgate. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. 
got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. What up? Hey, Jeff and Pat here with you. A Friday edition of the Tailgate. Second Law brought to you by Meldon Law. They, of course, will not back down. Second Law. Second Law. We're, we're holding law today. So I was Law thinking, class. Law class. Zach's here taking the phone calls. So if you want to bother him, you can. 392-8255. Do it. He needs to uh, do something other than just sit out there and do nothing. I think he's doing something. Getting after it today. I liked uh, yesterday when we had Elliot out because he was laughing at all our jokes. You're <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then again, we haven't said anything funny today. So Very true. All right, a lot of people uh, saying lots of stuff, so let's just get right back to it as uh, Ted joins us to kick off the hour. Ted, what's up? Good day. How's it going, folks? Hey, man. Um, I'm going to do my every time uh, someone talks about the Hall of Fame Thing regarding Florida football players, Lomas Brown. Before it, Fred Taylor gets in there, Lomas Brown, I think, should be in there. Um, I, I, I agree with of, you on that, yeah. Yeah, it's still kind of a mystery to me. I mean, guy played 18 seasons, blocked for what many could argue. I'm not saying he is, but many could argue is the best running back in NFL history. Perhaps nobody could argue that he might not be the most exciting running back in NFL history, which may be part of the reason why Lomas doesn't get credit. Um, but, uh, also, just an unbelievable football player at Florida. I, I can't remember. Is he in the ring of honor? I'm assuming he is. No. No. And I, I don't not, agree with that. Not eligible. Is he not, did he not graduate? Because he was definitely an All-American. And he was a, he was a footballer, too. I think just he doesn't, doesn't meet the criteria of 
well, being in the ring of honor. Well, doesn't meet the criteria that they set a long time ago Correct. that needs to be changed. What, what's the criteria that he doesn't uh, meet? you got to win a Heisman or a national championship, or, or you got to be Wilbur Marshall. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that is that was what they that the criteria was. If your name is spelled with an ER. But isn't it a consensus All-American? Uh, no. Uh, uh, I think he was anyway, wasn't he? I think you've got to think about who's in. Emmett, Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's yeah. one of the criteria. Jack Youngblood, Pro yeah. Football Hall of Fame. Sure. Wilbur, they made up a rule for him. Um, mm-hmm. Spurrier, uh, Heisman, Werfel, Heisman, Tebow, Heisman. There's your there's your list. Well, fair enough then. I I, I take it back with uh, Lomas there, but if we're talking about uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'm always going to make that argument first. Um, before yeah, and and with Lomas, I I think Lomas the the one thing that you could argue against him is that he was part of a um, scandal. And he was part of it. He he did right. sell tickets to right. boosters for extra money. He didn't think there was anything wrong with it. He didn't know there was that much wrong with it. He was just kind of well. I mean, by by today's standards, he may be right. So by today's standards, uh, they didn't pay him enough. All right, here, Ted. Here's the exact criteria: it's uh, players with two or more consensus All American honors who have been named National or Defensive Player of the Year. That's what was put in for Lomas. Or yeah, for, for, uh, uh, for Wilbur. Wilbur. Yeah. So that's that's the difference. So there, there's you know nothing... how hard it is to be offensive or defensive player of the year. Yeah. So right. so that's why there's Lomas just there, no, the, none of the criteria. You have to be a collegiate career category leader. So get Lomas in the Hall of Fame then. If he had the most pancake blocks in the history of the <laughs> college, then maybe then that would count. But right now it doesn't. Have a good weekend, fellas. All right, thank you, Ted. I just think it's weak. I think it's weak. I think it's it, you, you set up a criteria and then you make it easy that you don't have to put anybody in anymore. But it's a criteria to only merit consideration. But obviously everybody that meets it is in. So Heisman Trophy well, winner. all but one person well, is in. Urban, yeah. yeah. Former UF All-Americans that are inducted into the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, Former which, UF All-Americans who are the NFL category career leader, which is Emmett, which is interesting. Like, what does that how is that even a thing? Yeah. Collegiate career category leader. Nobody is in there. Coach to win a national championship. Obviously Spurrier. Urban. Uh, oh, coach with at least three UF SEC championships is also a criteria. I, I know I know one of those. Right. And so that's only not Spurrier. Be another one of those. So you could, you could get in that way. I will tell you this. If Billy Napier wins three SEC championships, I will be up there – giving him his honor to get himself. In. All right, let's get uh, Copper Gator to join us. What's up, dude? <clears throat> Gentlemen, um, hope your holidays were well and everything was great there, man, and uh, good to be back on the air with you guys. Um, I, I'd like to know, Jeff, and, and this is something that's really – and I feel like I'm the odd man out in this conversation. Do you feel like they're giving out participation trophies for the playoffs for NFL? Like, like when they're – what I'm saying that by is allowing more teams in the playoff. Like, that game got canceled. That's just what happened. You had 17 other weeks to, to earn your spot in there. And if the tiebreaker is a win percentage, that's what the tiebreaker is. There's 13 ways to tiebreak, and the last one's a coin flip. Like, there should, the playoffs are the way they're played. If the number one seed is, is determined by how they played, 17, seed, 17 games can't be determined. What are, what are we doing here? 
You, well, you're you're talking about home field, but you're not not just about the playoffs, but um, but home field for the playoffs. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's. I mean, you played 17 games, Pat. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't disagree with you on that. I mean, I think um, I think the the bottom line is Cincinnati was at home playing Buffalo with a chance to get that spot back, to get that they, home field. They advantage. blew it earlier. They, they blew it in their first two games of the season, losing to the Steelers and somebody else. Yeah. Well. I, I mean, I see your point, but uh, I think that's why it became a big deal because it is a full Yeah, just because it came down to the yeah. opportunity. And, I mean, again, yeah, so the Jags wouldn't – when they lost five in a row, then they'd be out, but they won maybe potentially five in a row if they, if they win. Somebody asked this question, which is an interesting question, but it, it's kind of a stupid question in a way too. What if the game – what if we were five minutes ago in the game and Cincinnati was up, it's up 32 to nothing? Yeah. yeah. Then then obviously you call it and it's yeah. a win. But right. no. But, but, I mean, but, I mean, they played half the game and there might be some rules and stipulations about if a game plays halfway through. Sure. Count it's like seven like innings that. in baseball or five yeah, for a like, rain out. And yeah. You, you know, but, but what I'm saying is I feel like we're making this a lot harder, complicated situation and – it's just like the fantasy stuff, Jeff. I know we've talked about this in the yeah, past. Yeah, that's uh, been a big deal. Stuff. Like, guess what? You got the short end of the stick. Your players got just like every guy got hurt on the very first play of the year. Like Amari Cooper got hurt on the on week seventeen three week three years ago and cost everybody their playoff because he was the leader, leading wide receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Nobody went back and go. Let me put in somebody else. Like that. That's just we're we're. Those are the what just happened in the world. It, it's not like. What happened with the LSU game? We went away that year for a hurricane. Like nobody just—I just don't get why we've got to reinvent the wheel. To yeah, make no, I—I I do, do agree with you on that part. I'm especially on the fantasy side, and um, I know it impacted yeah. a lot of different people. Um, but yeah, that, that's just what happens. Like if, if that's that's the way it was, and and yeah, if, if a guy got hurt, it'd be the the same exact thing, and you wouldn't think anything of it. It's just your SOL. Your yeah. life is so, a fantasy. I don't know why you uh, very, very true. even play fantasy football. <laughs> well, I mean, Pat, you know, we're, you know we've got to do something else with our free time. You know? Well, you sound, you sound bitter. Together. Did you lose because uh, you had, like, a, a bangle uh, or something? I, I had both the quarterbacks, uh, Buffalo and Diggs, in a couple of my leagues. But luckily, I had the week, the championship weeks were the week 16. We ah, didn't, so you, we didn't move, you were we fine. Didn't, we didn't push it back, so I got lucky there. But, I mean, I just – you know, it, 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 I understand it all, but it's like we've got to realize that some of these things are they where they are. They're that's the way they're going to end. Yeah. You know, and, and let's not and let's not make anything big about this. And, it's and happened like before. Not, yeah, it's happened before where they, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier when I was a kid. Florida uh, had a rainout and they lost the uh, SEC title by a half game. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it up. Happens. And, and then Jeff, what was what is it in baseball? That, uh, maybe you can bring back some memory. I can't remember, but I thought. There was a three-way tie, and they went to coin flip for seed in the SEC tournament. Is that correct? Was that a few years back where there we ended up losing a coin flip to see who's home and away on, on these you know certain games? If you're the winner, if you're the yeah. higher seeds playing again, like like we do it all the time where we go, hey, let's just take a fifty-fifty chance and oh, see yeah. what happens, right? I think they yep. they did change it for regionals now. They like, did so that yeah, I don't know if you, any we didn't mention that the other day, but they changed it so now. No matter what, if you're the home team you in a regional, you get no, you get all the games. 
You're the home oh, game. You get you're home all. every time you play. Because they did change it in softball, oh, okay. where you get if you're the home team, you get the third game is definitely you're in your yeah. own dugout. So you're um yeah you're always going to be the uh, the home team if you're the regional host. Wow, which is a huge that's a huge advantage. Oh yeah, is well, that just this year for baseball? Yeah, they just just changed it a couple days yeah, ago. That'll, so that'll yeah. work right into my story that I'm. Doing. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> well, and you know, and it's a good point because I mean we saw last year. I think it was South Carolina. You know, they're on their own field. They're not the home team, and they get walked off on on their own ballpark. Yep, that's brutal, and that's that's kind of crappy. Like that shouldn't be that way. Well, we remember we remember the great uh, what was his? Well, I can't think of his first name. Jim Burt's kid. Oh yeah, that was it's so, Jim Burt. Jim Burt Jr. Was it Jim Burt Jr. Yeah. That was anyway, that was the most brutal loss in baseball history. And it was Ramshaw on the mound. Sad. Well, We'll let you guys, I, we'll let I won't you guys speak go. to you. Thanks, Copper Gator. I'm off my soapbox. I apologize. We'll no, it's good. Huh? Have a great weekend. You man. too. That's what we're all about is soapbox. If we didn't have soapboxes, we wouldn't even have a show. Very true. We got Jake, though, so let's talk to him. Jakey, what's hey, up? Hey, hey, happy Friday, guys. Hey, uh, Pat, I'm going to go either one of these guys. Well, I don't know. I should say neither one of them because one of them might have made it. I don't know if these guys are like uh, – you know, definitely not probably Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor guys, but if it was they can't hold my jockstrap award, I'd say two of the better players back in our old days, Pat, were Wes Chandler and Chris Collinsworth. Well, Wes, yeah, I think you could hold Collinsworth jockstrap, but um, but he was a great he player. Did. Yeah, he was a great – he had a great senior year. Uh, Chandler was a different cat than anything anybody had ever seen. And obviously the 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 career he had, I don't. I'm curious why Wes Chandler's not a an NFL Hall of Fame. Now yeah. it's too late for him now, but he was an unbelievable player in the NFL. Um, yeah, but again, I I I just think sometimes you you know who belongs in. You don't have to have criteria, but I I think they felt very strongly about setting up a criteria. So as far as the um, the ring of honor is so that you wouldn't be putting somebody in every year. Cause guess what? There's only so much room at the top of that stadium. So, uh, and they, and, and again, Florida made it a bigger splash maybe than it had to. So if you were going into the ring of honor, it's great. Your name is up there. It's elevated. It's in lights, but if you could have made it smaller and gotten more people on it, but, uh, that's not the way they wanted to keep it very tight. Toy. Well, Wes Chandler was one of the most exciting players I've ever seen. He was incredible. Oh. And Collinsworth, yeah, he held the longest touchdown at 99 yards, didn't he? Yeah, but that was throwing the ball, not catching. Oh, it was? I thought he was running. Yeah. No, you know who he threw it to? And he only threw it about 30 yards. But you know who, you know who caught it? I can't remember. Derek Gaffney. Oh, that's right. Jesus. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is Alvarez in the uh, – in the picture, is he in the Hall of Fame? Uh, he's in the UF Hall of Fame, yeah. But again, and here's a good, another good example. You, uh, Carlos Alvarez was kept out of the Hall of Fame for a long time, yeah. Because if, you know, if you've seen the documentary, because of his uh, being very uh, political about um, the way things were being done at the University of Florida in terms of coaches and stuff like that, and it, it started with a player, a tennis player, being told he had to cut his hair, he couldn't play, and they they kind of fought for new rights, um, and so for a long time. I mean, I want to say 
till the early nineties he was kept out. I want, I'm curious. You do you have that still up? Can you tell what year he went in? Alvarez, yeah, eighty six, eighty six. So it was it was very late. So that's fifteen years after his career was over. He should have been in. What, you, what is you it? You got to wait ten. He so should have been wait in another five 10. years. Yeah. I I think he should be in the Ring of Honor personally, but that's I have I have strong feelings about Carlos Chico Elgato. All right, guys, appreciate you. You yep. all have a great weekend. Thanks, Jake. You too. All right, we need a break, so let's knock that out and get back here in a hurry. You're listening to the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself every morning i get up start the trek into town for a busy day ahead and every morning i kid you not i pass an ugly green van or truck along the way heading to work as well but the best part of that site is i know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. As we roll into holiday season, it's time to get the family together and enjoy the best pizza in Gainesville. You all know we make delicious pies and heavenly garlic knots, but we sell memories. So come down to our iconic location on 23rd Avenue to relive old ones and make some new ones. Relax with a few pints from our local breweries, beat the high scores on Galaga or Miss Pac-Man, pick up a gift card or t-shirt for that perfect stocking stuffer. See you soon. When the moon hits your eye like a big... Oh, I'm still recording. Oh, We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
What is the frequency, Kenneth? Do you know what the frequency is? 98.1 FM. That is. 850 AM. WRUF. WRUF. <laughs> Todd check 521. In 18 seconds. As we go back to the phones and get David to join us. David, what's up? Nothing much, guys. You know, you're talking about uh, like players getting into Hall of Fame and stuff and you know, every every Hall of Fame and every sport has a problem where you always have players that you can just look at and say, oh, that person deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But for some reason or other, they either get passed up and then it exceeds how long like they have to get into it or things like that. And um, that's why the NFL has like a, a players like council or whatever that can also vote players in even if they aren't technically eligible anymore to go in it. And uh, as a Steelers fan, I have a feeling that's probably what's going to happen to Heinz Ward. Because uh, Heinz Ward keeps getting overlooked, but he has uh, he holds he still holds receiving records in the NFL. He's a Super Bowl MVP and a uh, two-time Super Bowl champ. And it's kind of like, okay, what what does he have to do to get in at that point? Yeah, I I will tell you this, uh, David. I went and looked at the list of semifinalists that didn't make the finals, and the only two names that stood out were Fred Taylor and Heinz Ward. Those are the two that I went. Well, that, you guys missed on these guys. But other than that, most of the guys that were on there, I went, nah, eh, you know, it's okay, you know. But those are the two that, that stood out. Oh, yeah. And um, what I called about those, I had an con- interesting conversation today, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it. Well, uh, you know, Napier seems to be kind of, you know, heating up with the transfer portal and bringing people in and everything after, you know, a whole month of Gator fans glooming and dooming and saying, oh, my God, he's not doing anything. And uh, so – my question is not necessarily on who he's trying to bring in, but out of the players that left, we kind of came down to you have you got you got a one big reason why um, why players leave it at playing, and whether it's they don't think they're going to get playing time because of the scheme, they don't think they're going to uh, get playing time because other people will pass them on the depth chart, or they don't want to play because they don't have faith in the program. And I said, I think a lot of Gator fans look at the transferring and they immediately jump to that last one. And they're thinking, oh, all these players are transferring because they don't want to play for Napier. They don't play in the scheme. But I wanted to know uh, your guys' opinion. How much of it do you think is that other two? Are players afraid they're going to get passed up on the depth chart and players afraid that they are uh, just uh, not going to um, see the field? I think every player is different. I, I, I don't think any player – I don't think you can say there's one reason why – was it 22, 22 players have left? I think every player is a different reason. I think there are players who did not want to play for Billy Napier anymore. They didn't care for his style. They didn't. Uh, they didn't want to put in the work that he was asking. In the work he was asking them to do. And they didn't like that he couldn't cuss on the court on the practice field. You know, I mean, whatever it was, there were other players that knew they weren't, and and there were a lot of players that were told, "You probably should leave. You're not going to play next year. We may even take your scholarship away." Um, but there were, and then there were. Yet others that just um, got good NIL offers from other schools illegally. So, I mean, there's different reasons really? for everybody. Yeah. Is that so? As far as the NIL offers go, if they're not in the transfer portal, you're not allowed to contact them. But you do. But people but, do. But I mean, you, you, a it, coach can't. But it doesn't mean an agent can or a mom can or 
other people behind the back end, yeah, other, another player that you knew growing up can say, "Hey, you, you got interest." I mean, these agents are calling their kids and going, "I know you're, I know you like it where you are, but this school is going to offer you this much money. I've already worked it out with them." Yeah, and uh, and and they go, "Well, let me go see what I can get here or wherever it is," and they go, "Well, we so, aren't going to give you that much," and so they go, "Well, I'll go where the more money is." So then my next kind of follow-up on that is well, since we brought up NIL with transfers and also recruiting, uh, one thing we kind of saw was uh, Texas A&M just throw money at people last year. And now look at the number of all those players that they threw money at. Look at them uh, uh, transferring. And I, you're starting to hear players say, you know, NIL, I'm going to be making money. I could make more money somewhere, could make more money somewhere else, but if we look at it like a job, I guarantee you plenty of Gator fans would understand it. Though A lot of them have probably stayed in a job that they could have made more money elsewhere because they liked the job and they liked where they were. So if everybody's offering you buku money and one team just you know outshoots everybody, but you like it at where you're making more money than you've ever made in your life, Sometimes that money doesn't have as big an impact as we like to say, and so yeah. I, but I, I, I think I think David that that's the case maybe when you're 30, but not the case when you're 18 or 19. Yeah, and you've never seen any kind of money at all in your life. Like I you mean, you were happy getting a stipend. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think you know that would be to me now. It would take something significant to leave what I was doing to go somewhere else. I mean, if it was just you know a little bit of money, you're going to say where you are and you're happy and, and, and all not, that kind of it's stuff. It's not a bottomless pot. Sure. You know, there's only so much that a school is going to be able to come up with in there. So they've got to kind of almost have a salary cap based on the guys they want to bring in. And maybe, maybe one school goes, Hey, we'll bring you in. We'll give you uh 5,000 a month. And Florida says, well, you haven't really done much here. Uh, if you want to go, go ahead. But if you want to stay and, and work, do the work, We'll we'll see what we can do for you, but or anybody. I mean, this is going on everywhere, so it's just the way it is, and it's it's not pleasant, but it is the way it is. Well, the question I had with it was, you have like Miami has like a rogue billionaire down there just throwing money around, um, and I think this we have a lot of players with now that how NIL is now getting rolling. We had um, we have a mix of players that played football before NIL was a thing and a mix of players that are coming right into football and all they know of college football is the NIL. And so do you guys think that you'll see a more evened out shift once players that once once it's become the norm and players come in expecting, you know, some type of NIL money? Do you do you plan to see some type of shift and how players kind of act and transfer and whatnot? Well, shift to what? I don't know. I'm asking in general. Well, I think I, I'm a big believer that it, within three years, the, the NIL money is going to – it's not going to go away, but it's going to be reduced, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to peter out a little bit. Um, I think at some point, anybody who's putting up all this money is going to say, hey, I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to be – I don't want to – you know, if you're Hugh Hathcock, if you're, uh, if you're Ruiz – uh, if you're if you're uh, Sam Walton, you know if you I don't know if he's even alive, but it's one of the Waltons funding that program. If you're the Texas A&M Boylman that are funding that program, you're going to finally mm -hmm. say, "Hey, 
I, I'm good. I, you got, I got, I got you all the players. You didn't win, so the, I think you're going to see it change. Uh, the landscape change as we go forward, but it's not going to make. It's not going to even it out in terms of it, Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan and you know those kind of schools are still going to be at the top because they they have the money, they have the success, and that's the thing Florida cannot sell recruits right now. They can't recruit. We're going to win. We have we have well, a tr- long track record of winning every year. They don't have that. Not yeah, yeah, we have to establish that. And then final question, and I'll take it off the air. I don't want to take up too much time. Um, I really am actually, even though, you know, I like it when SEC wins, I'm pulling for TCU because they got screwed out of getting to the playoffs uh, the first time around. And I really would love to see the underdog do it. And do you guys have any, like, keys to victory for them? And I'll take that off the air. Y'all have a good one. All right, David, thank you. Well, there's a lot of keys to victory in the national <laughs> championship game, but one of them is they just don't ever think that you've got the game won and don't think it's ever lost. And that's what they've done all year. You know, they've, they've found ways to win games, and, and that's what Georgia's done. Mm-hmm. Whenever they've been challenged, and it's been rare when they've been challenged, certainly at Missouri, we thought that game they were going to lose that game. They found a way to win. They always do. And that's what great teams do. But TCU's right in that same boat. They find ways over and over and over and, and should have won the one game they lost. And, and they have a guy in their quarterback that is is a leader, and he's balls of the wall, and he's going to do whatever it takes to, to try to win. So, do you, what, what are your, What's your feeling about the buzz level for this game? I just don't sense that it's – first of all, I know the networks are ticked off. I mean – yeah, because Georgia, Michigan is a little oh, different. Well, they would have had, and you. I mean, I, I know the market in Dallas, but how many people in the Dallas market are big TCU, TCU fans? fans? You know, they're Cowboys fans. It's you know, or, or they're Texas fans. The the market in Detroit is pretty much Michigan. Yeah, I think fans. with the spread the way it is too, that probably turns some people off. Yeah, I don't. I said this on my podcast today, Jeff. I think there's a lot of people that are going to turn the game on, and if it, Georgia gets up 21-3, they're going to turn, on, yeah. turn it off. Whereas um, if it was Ohio State or Michigan in that game, you'd think, hey, they can still come back. I don't know. I don't know what the ratings are. I think the ratings are going to be pretty low for this. We will see. I'm not that excited about it. Yeah. And it's the last game of the year. Mm, still got time to talk about it. We'll do that Monday. Eddie, what's up? Welcome. Hey, guys, listen, uh, I know it's a little bit of time before he can be eligible for the NFL Hall of Fame, but how about Marquise Pouncey? Uh, other than his two years in his NFL career, he made the All-Pro Pro Bowl every year, five-time All-Pro, nine times in the Pro Bowl, and uh, for the national championship, won the Remington Award. So if you're going to give it to uh, an offensive lineman, I think he has a shot if he gets in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And well, and what? The, how long is you, do you have to wait for the Hall of Fame in uh, NFL? NFL? I don't know the answer to that. I think it's five years after you retire, and he retired in 2000 or in 20. So. Yeah, I no, I I totally agree. It's going to be hard for him because he's an offensive lineman. Uh, I will say this: the the people that make the presentation for Pittsburgh tend to do a really good job. They get a, they've got a lot of Hall of Famers in there. But yeah, no, that's that's a, a great one though, Eddie. I mean, I, out of all the people we're trying to think of, you know, that's certainly somebody that 
has the accolades at, at that next level that could could potentially get there. He he yeah, he'd be right on the edge of it. And then you were you were talking about people who had okay careers at UF and then great careers in the pros or really stellar careers in the pros. And I'm not sure. I don't remember all the stats for David Eckstein when he was in college, but certainly had a pretty good uh, major league baseball career. And then I think the, the basketball. Bradley Bill is going to be one of those guys who. Oh sure, just yeah. was here not long enough, but it's going to be. If he plays much longer, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, too. I had, I had a guy uh, email me and thought it would be a good idea to have a court of heroes on the basketball court where you would – or something like that where you could put – I mean, you don't want to retire jerseys. I, I'm not a big believer in retiring jerseys, but have a kind of a ring of honor for basketball. The trouble you have there is, now, you know, do you have one for gymnastics as well and volleyball as well because they also use that arena. Um but for baseball, yeah, I and I've I've long been a, a proponent of doing more of those kind of things, um, a ring of honor for softball. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it's going to be hard, but I think they kind of feel like the UF Hall of Fame takes care of all that, but it doesn't because who sees? It'd be nice to have who there's sees. A of, there's a lot of girls who could have their names up on the wall. If, if mm-hmm. you go into the uh, Florida University of Florida Hall of Fame. Whoever sees your picture be, be up. Just as if you go in the F Club. Or the Touchdown Terrace. Or Touchdown Terrace, that's yeah. what I mean, yeah. That's, that's all it. Yeah. And how many people go in there? And that's... The Vips. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying, I think they should do something on the, on the like, especially on the baseball and the softball. I think they should have some kind of a wall. And I, now, you're going to get into arguments. Yeah, how many should people are you get in? But then the new baseball park did a nice job. I mean, they've got Singer and Zanino established there and then they've got pictures of all the teams that made the world series so there, there's some well, where's that history they're on each pylon or, or pole as you walk around the concourse yeah but that's what they've done in football too similar thing um i don't think it's enough i want to see people really honored okay really honored. and then yeah i mean david Eckstein had actually a really good college career and Pro-wise, longevity was there. Numbers were never there, but he was a World MVP Series MVP. Of the World Series, yeah. He had, a, he had that great postseason. I remember that. That was that, awesome. I remember that night. We I was actually staying at my parents' house when they were still alive. My mom might not have been on But anyway, yeah, I think they were both were alive. So what year was, was that when x won it? Oh, eight-ish? Yeah, right around there. And Karen was asleep, and I'm watching the World Series, and all of a sudden it hit me, and I ran into the bedroom. I go, I think David Eckstein's the MVP of this World Series. I don't know who else they could do. And I ran back out and watched the thing, and I go, yeah, he he got it. And he gave, he he won a yellow Camaro, and he wasn't gaudy, so he gave it to his brother. Who was gaudy. Yeah, he (laughs) could do it. Um, But speaking of that, real quick, I don't even know if you know this. His wife. Yes, I do know about her. Way more famous than he yes. is. Well, not in Gainesville. Not in Gainesville, yeah. but w- worldwide. She is one of the, uh, for those that don't know, one of the uh, Star Wars characters on like the one of the TV show series. So she goes to all the Comic Cons and everybody knows who she is. And didn't she? Ashley uh, Eckstein's a big deal. Didn't she also design like some stuff, uh, Star Wars stuff that. Because I remember him telling me about that. I, I, I'll, one of the interviews I'll never forget in my life is Eckstein up in the press box 
and I'm talking to him. He had just retired. And he said, oh, yeah, I, I hated to play baseball. I, I just wanted to get my 10 years in and get out. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like Major League Baseball. But he busted his butt. And I'm like, you're the guy that likes everything. I thought. Yeah, it was a grind. You even liked uh, Cardoza. Yeah, pretty crazy. All right, we got to get a break. We'll come back and uh, get some more of your phone calls. You're listening to The Tailgate. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Yes. It's hot out, an obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Clear skies will persist this evening into the overnight. That, coupled with light winds from the north and low humidity, will help temperatures to drop off. Lows tomorrow morning in the mid to upper 30s. Tomorrow afternoon, lots of sunshine, a little bit warmer than today. We should get near the 70-degree mark. Lows in the low 40s for our Sunday morning. By Sunday afternoon, we should get back into the 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Frank in Florida has some. Hey, Frank, what's up? How you doing? This is the best show, bar none, on the radio. Thank you so much for everything you do. He is the best. Jay Will and Matt, I'm telling you, y'all got the best show. Thank you so much. I travel every week, and I listen to you. I watch you in the hotel. The best show, bar none. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming in February, Florida Gators softball. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, 
WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, Jeff and Pat, back here with you. 392-8255 if you want to be a part of things here on a uh, Friday edition of the tailgate. Let's get to Cattleman in here. What's up, Mikey? Happy weekend, guys. Yeah, you too. Boo dogs, go frogs. Heck yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I don't see it happening, but um, uh, TCU is probably the story of the year in college football this year, and on any given Saturday, you'll probably see one Maybe two, probably only one 10-point underdog winning college football. So um, sports is sometimes funny. Got to hope for uh, uh, maybe TCU can shock the world. Yeah, I mean, to me, they, they shocked Michigan last week. That, that was a big surprise, but can you do it two weeks in a row? I remember one year, it was either late Mark Rick, early Kirby, West Virginia shocked Georgia right there in uh, Mercedes or the Georgia Dome. Well, yeah, I think it was early – Kirby, I think it's that first year they struggled a little bit, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, 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 I'll be rooting for TCU, uh, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Will Muskie <laughs> wins another national championship. I like Will a lot, so I'll be happy for him, and I'll be happy. I've got more friends at Georgia than any other school in the conference other than Florida, so I, I'm not yeah. destroyed when Georgia wins. Hey, guys, I've got a basketball call for you today, but um, since you brought up Muschamp there, uh, Pat, funny I didn't, how we think, I wasn't thinking about this, but are, have you met uh, Gene Sapikoff with the Charleston Post and Courier? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, you might want to crank your laptop up because he's uh, politicking for Muschamp to get a third job today. Well, I mean, if you don't care about winning and losing, he'd be great. Um, yeah, and they're they're 130 jobs, so I would assume it'd be something like uh, MTSU or you know, yeah. One of those and I don't deals. I don't think I don't think Will wants to do something like that. I don't think he wants to go to Central Michigan like like McElwain did. No, it doesn't mean enough to him. Yeah, he's got his kid he's there, making a lot of money, and he's got his kid yeah. there now. Obviously, their success. He's boys with Kirby, so it's some a, guys it's a good are situation. Not, some guys just aren't meant to be head. Coaches. He's got plenty of money. Yeah. Hey guys, I know y'all are a little fond of him because he's a, he's a Gainesville native, right? Even though he went to Georgia. No, he, he was uh, was born in Rome, Georgia. Okay, but he didn't. He, he did. In, in he did go to high school here in, in Gainesville. Yeah. I like him. I, that's not why I like him. I like him because he's a really good person. Yeah, he, he's honestly yeah. one of the most genuine, caring individuals you'll ever meet. Yeah, he just. I mean, from twenty thousand feet, guys, he just kind of strikes me as you know the Coach Boom, the crazy eyes. Oh yeah. I call I call him Willie Sutton with a beer gut. He, he can rob a bank, can't he? I'm, is he going to rob a third bank? Well, I don't know if he'll do that, but I, I will say this. I, if I was a head coach at a Power 5, I wouldn't hire him as a head coach. I've seen what he can do. Uh, I know that both situations he was put into were difficult, but uh, and he could only have early success, and then it always tapers out. You know, so then what, what, you know, so what, what do I do? If I hire him at Kansas State, for example, I mean, I know Kleiman's there, but – Let's say I hire him at Kansas State, and year two he he wins ten games. 
you know it's what's going to happen. It's just going to go right off the the rails at yeah. the end. So yeah, I mean, then you're going to give them an extension. You're going to be on the on the hook for a lot of money. Yeah, uh, second tier, you know, Mac type job, sure, but I can't see a Power Five school. Like, if you're an AD, I take some coconuts. Of course, he did full f- uh, Foley and do an extra year. That still cracks me up, guys. Hey, a little basketball, real quick, guys. This Texas deal. Hey, Pat, have you seen a program uh, self combust like this since uh, Tennessee and Bruce Pearl? The deal with Texas, Chris Beard. Uh, I've never. I this is unusual. Yeah. I, um... I, it it looked like the ultimate great hire, and hasn't worked. Obviously, what happened was uh, not good for him, and not good for Texas. Did he go to one or two Final Fours at Texas Tech? I think two. Yeah, I know he he got okay. to the final one year, lost to Virginia, I think. Yeah, and well, I know here's he, my last thing, guys. Seems like he beat Texas. Florida every year to yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. go, to advance. <laughs> Apparently Texas is not wanting to go hire uh, the San Francisco coach. Apparently Texas is wanting to make a big splash, and you're hearing the big names, guys. I don't know what you talk to, Pat, but you're hearing Cal, you're hearing Patino, you're hearing Bruce, you're hearing Nate Oates. You, I mean, Texas, you know, apparently they're ready to uh, swing their uh, sword. I guess we'll throw a Michael Leach out there. I think y'all know where I'm going with that. I think Texas is ready to swing their appendage around a little bit. Well, I mean, I, Patino is a guy that would stand out to me um, because you know he can coach and you know he'll he'll make your program good, and he's the most available. I don't Bruce Pearl with that lifetime contract. I don't I don't know how that's gonna that works financially for him, but um, and I don't I can't see Cal leaving Kentucky for anything but the NBA just because it is the perfect situation. It doesn't mean. He's gonna he's gonna have success there. He but he it's the best place to recruit to. It's the best fan base in terms of numbers. It's the most avid. It's the one place where it definitely is a basketball school. School no matter what what Mark Stoops wants to say. So um, I don't I can't see him leaving there. But yeah, who hey, knows? Hey, but Pat, Pat, I see these blue bellies every day buying their lottery tickets. They're getting restless. I mean, these people. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, they'll they'll run him out. Unranked. Hey. They, this is the way they introduce the the uh, game coming up on Saturday. Experience Kentucky against number seven Alabama. <laughs> that's not good. When you when those Kentucky <laughs> well, fans hear that, they go, "Hey, that's well, it's kind of true." Yeah, I, I like Cal personally. I think he's you know a, a great character, but I love seeing Kentucky uh, stuck in that uh, sweet six, uh, sweet round of thirty two uh, mud. Go Frogs, guys! All right, thanks, Mike. I, last year they were stuck in the round of 64 mud. And I have a St. Peter's T-shirt to prove Because it. of it. Yeah. That you do. I got a lot of T-shirts because of Kentucky. I wonder what happened to them. I had a great long-sleeve North Carolina T-shirt because of that Luke May shot. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Because we were in Madison Square Garden when that happened because we Florida just lost us to South Carolina. And that game was still going on when we were writing, and we saw it. So I said, "Well, there's another T-shirt I got to buy." In fact, I went online at that in Madison Square Garden to buy the T-shirt. That's pretty good. I like that T-shirt too because I, I would wear it to the SEC tournament. And all the Kentucky fans. <laughs> well, they they only got four losses. They've lost to Michigan State, Gonzaga, UCLA, both ranked teams, and then Missouri got them. Missouri killed. Them too. Yeah, but who have they beat? 
Well, Louisville's horrible, but yeah. it's a name. Awful. Yeah. Howard, uh, Duquesne, South I, Carolina State. I think you're seeing my point. UNF, Bellarmine. Bellarmine. They beat Michigan. I don't think Michigan's that good this year. They beat Yale. Beat FAMU. <laughs> that is a pretty bad schedule. It's uh, it, it, The funny thing is, you know who has the easiest non-conference schedule was uh, Georgia this year because they were sitting there at 10-3 and three and their RPI was – one oh six or something because they hadn't played anybody and they hadn't beaten anybody, but then they beat Auburn, you know. And so now, now everybody's you know excited about Mike White. He'll be here tomorrow, folks. He will be. That he will. All right, we won't be, but we'll be here for another ten minutes. Once we come back and wrap things up, you're listening to the tailgate from the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN ninety eight one FM and eight fifty AM WRUF. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports you spoke we listened you wanted the easiest car buying experience ever at gatorland toyota we give you the easiest car buying experience ever with express shopping you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home we'll even deliver your car to you want a customized toyota with our pre-order program you can get the exact toyota you want and if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not come experience how gettles got it at gatorland toyota today visit gatorlandtoyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. The College Football National Championship, presented by AT&T. The top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs look to defend their title. We didn't build this program hoping for one-year wonders. While the TCU Horn Frogs are one step from one of the more improbable runs in college football history. Coverage starts Monday night at 6.30 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, just about seven minutes left in the queue. Right here, right here on our stage for the show tonight. I was watching, have you you ever seen The Doors? The movie? The movie? No. Uh, It's not great. It's not even good, to be honest with you. I don't don't like it very much. But when it's on, I always watch a little bit of it. Um, But one of the scenes is, is uh, when they're on the Ed Sullivan show. And this guy, I think his name was Will. Uh, it's amazing how I know names of people It's just that are obscure. I think his name was Will Jordan. He was in, He did impressions. Mostly he did Ed Sullivan. And he's in the movie doing this okay. impression. And he's like, all right, young man, let's go out here on the stage. Let's get a picture. You know, and, and he would, uh, and that was the, uh, where they told, Jim Morris, you can't say, girl, we couldn't get much higher. You can't say that on TV. So we got some alternatives for you. Girl, we couldn't get any cooler or stuff like that. You know, and, and, you know, Morrissey gets out there and goes, girl, we couldn't get much. And it looks right into the, to the TV camera and goes, hiya. That's what he did in real life? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <On TV. laughs> I'm like, of course, I was warped by that, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God, people get high. You can't <laughs> believe that. But that part of it, that 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 part of the movie, I want to watch always, just to see Val Kilmer do that. Yeah, you can't sir him, I don't think though. Can you sir Val Kilmer? You got to have five great movie roles, and obviously Tombstone. I wouldn't put that in there. He was good in it, but the movie wasn't good. Top Gun Maverick. No, <laughs> Top Gun. He wasn't in Top Gun, right? No, he was. He was. Top Gun. Yeah. So would Top Gun be in it? Yeah, that's right. He was. The he was main like the main character. character. Yeah, well, the second main character. Yes. No movie with Tom Cruise has a. He's always the main character. True. Except Tropic Thunder, he was not the main character, but he's what everybody was talking about coming out of the movie, because that last dance with his big old Popeye arms. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? I can't think of the name of. I him. don't know. can't think of his name it's it's a great name i gotta look it up all right well we got something i look it up well we got a few minutes to talk about this uh gator basketball team again mike white coming to town tomorrow i know uh some people liked him some people did not but he's got he's got the boys playing pretty decent right now yeah i watched a lot of their game the other night i mean uh, they played above their skill level so it doesn't mean they will on the road doesn't mean they but you know it's just like when when Seth asked me before the game the other night, what do you uh, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Do you think Florida will win? I go, I don't know. Texas A&M's not very good, and I went, of course Florida isn't either. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's kind of the same way Saturday. But he's got a, a really old team. They, they start two fifth year seniors, a, a fourth year senior, and two juniors. So it's it's guys that have been around a lot, and. Obviously, they're a, playing pretty good. When Akendo, remember, he went in the transfer portal. I was like, God, Florida needs to get him. He's yeah. so good. I Every time I watch him, I don't see him doing a whole lot this year. He's averaging 15. 
Yeah, a game. kind of quiet points, I guess. I don't really notice them that much. But yeah, as as a team, though, if you actually look at the the numbers and compare it side by side, the, the Gators score more a game. The three point percentage is basically identical. We know that the Gators don't shoot threes well. The uh, the scoring defense is pretty much identical. And then you look at all that Ken Palm stuff, you know, that everybody looks at, and the Gators actually rank better in every single category. So, well, they, I mean, this should be a game that the Gators win. They played a lot of close games with a lot of mediocre teams mm -hmm. this year. Um, but, you know, the way they ha handled Auburn, uh, you know, that Florida just lost to. Again, Florida just barely lost to. But they handled Auburn the whole game. They were ahead the whole game. So, um, I mean, Maybe it's just Mike White Owen and Bruce Pearl. It may be. There may be a little bit of that. A little something to that. But um, but strength of schedule. That's that's where the Gators are forty third in the country. Georgia is two hundred and thirty eighth. Not surprising. Look <laughs> look who they played. I mean Auburn was literally the best team they played. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Les Grossman was his name. Okay. And that. Do you know who? Yeah. Now, please tell me you've seen Tropic Thunder. Yeah, it's been a long time though. So that's that's a great movie. Don't really uh, Tug Speedman remember man. a ton oh, of it. Tugger nuts. Let's go. He has in his contract that he's got to have some kind of satellite. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I think Robert Downey Jr., an Australian guy, playing a black man in that movie is yeah. one of the funniest things ever. The way my people have struggled. <laughs> You're <is> Australian. <laughs> Uh, I, that's that's one of my unsung favorite movies. Okay, like, I'll rewatch it yeah. so I can and read Ball Four. Do that in the same weekend to come in and tell me what you think about. Be a everything. crazy Monday. It would be. We would not talk about anything. It'd be else, epic. Believe me. Well, but hopefully we're talking about a uh, a win on on Monday for this men's that. basketball team. They, they need they just need to rebound better. I mean, you sit there and watch that A and M game. They had a million Weren't chances. We promise it would be better this year. Yeah. Offensive rebound especially? They but you only have one guy still. I mean, Fudge is athletic every now and then, but... Gets in foul trouble. Gets foul trouble all the time. Um, yeah, and DeTobo, they just don't feel comfortable playing. The Niles Lane mystery continues to go on. I don't know what's going on there. Don't know. Well, we hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Appreciate you joining us however you did today uh, at some point. And we had a, uh, a lot of fun for a Friday. Zach, thanks. Good to see you. Welcome back. All right, Zach. And we will be back on Monday to talk about the Gator victory over Georgia and then the Georgia loss against TCU. Well, we won't talk about we'll it. We'll preview that. We'll preview. <laughs> Maybe we won't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. All right. For Dooley, I'm Dozo. See ya. See ya. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.